seen a lot of uh, Scottish football on television uh, back in Holland. And uh, of course, uh, you see a fantastic uh, arena here. So, I mean, it was, it was uh, interesting to come to uh, Scotland and uh, play for Celtic. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Final Celtic podcast. My name is Lon Stonigan and I'm joined this week as I'm joined every week by my co-host and good pal, Mr. Raymond McQueen. <laughs> every week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, you've started with a lie, so let's keep going. Well, it's a, it's a Donald Trump influence. Um, I can't stop myself these days. Uh, here, a uh, very, very quick show this week. Um we uh, we thought we'd we're going to try and do it every week uh, with a rolling cast of guests, um, <laughs> but no, this week just me and you. Uh, you think we'll manage? Anyway, here uh, no uh, season starts on yeah, Sunday. You've got you've got the organisational skills of Anne Budge. Anne Budge, I am the Anne Budge of Celtic football podcast. Uh, anyway, listen, a, a quick show just to mark the start of the season. Uh, a lot. Has gone on. Uh, obviously, we can't cover it all, um, so we'll pick out a few highlights and have a quick chat about uh, Sunday's game against Hamilton. I saw the kickoffs at two uh, thirty. That's a weird time, isn't it? Yeah, it is because it's four thirty. Is it? Hi, <laughs> kickoffs four thirty. Why is it? Four? That's even weirder. What's that? Is that a new Sky okay. time? No, well, it's the main. There's no. English Premier League's finished, so it's the main game Sunday. Uh, they used to have a Premier League game at half four on a Sunday, so they don't just now. So we've got it. I uh, I saw is Michael Stewart doing Sky because I, I I saw he's been bumped from the BBC. No, no, he's not doing Sky. Um, he is doing. He's one of the Celtic virtual season ticket guys. Team. Uh, oh, so uh, you're you're off to watch the Lazio game. I think is that another trial run tonight on the uh, season pass? Yeah, last trial run tonight. Um, so I've got a fire stick. And I'm going to try it tonight, and hopefully it's a lot better than it is in the phone. I'm sure it will be. Uh, how have the uh, very briefly on that? How's the uh, how's that gone? Uh, I think uh, just perusing. Oh. Twitter is fairly disastrous, hasn't it? The first two or three games. Sun- Sunday was awful. Sunday was awful. Apart from the Harry Brady, Lord Hoho tweets, um, it was uh, it was terrible on Sunday. Uh, it was a lot better on Monday. Was it? And I'm sure it will be better tonight. It won't be tested on Sunday because it's on Sky, so most people will watch it in Sky anyway. The uh, I thought the Harry one. Well, it was a bit. Yeah, it was let the meat cake. It was the Marie Antoinette of uh, Scottish football. His oh. was his was okay. So, what for me? What for me? So therefore, it was a good service. <laughs> anyway, enough of that. Uh, a lot going on. Actually, we'll, we'll kick uh, today. Uh, we've signed uh, Vasilius Barkas. Tremendous. Pretty I was good. waiting for the definitive. I was waiting for the definitive uh, pronunciation. So I don't know how many goals you've had at that one. But, I, uh, I actually. I watched uh, I watched the Celtic TV interview with Vasilius. Uh, his English was uh, really quite good. I don't know if you saw any of it. No, he was he's born in Holland, so he did. Uh, his English should be pretty good. Uh, their English should be good. Uh, yeah, no, uh, very good. That was amazing. No, he does have the. He, it's a bit of Fraser Foster about him. He's like his lower jaw is a bit too heavy for him. You know, <laughs> he speaks highly of you. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> but just the way. Uh, oh, actually, you ugly I didn't say that. I didn't say that at all. No, I'm just saying that. I uh, he sounded a bit like Fraser Foster. I I, I thought he did. I was. Uh, he's obviously. Uh, oh, I'm sure, like everybody else. Uh, well, I certainly watched the the YouTube uh, stuff on him. He looks a pretty good shot stopper. He doesn't clearly doesn't have the physical presence of Fraser Foster. But he's, uh, I think he's a, a hybrid. He looks to me like a hybrid of uh, Forster and Craig Gordon. Uh, he's, I think he's six, fa- six, six, five, six five. So he'll have some kind of presence in the goals. As uh, long as he's more of a Fraser Foster and ability, I'll be happier. Uh, and apparently pretty decent with the ball at his feet, although I'm not sure that's high on the list of attributes Neil Lennon wants in a goalkeeper. 
But we've spent uh, four four and a half million euros, or is it four and a half million pounds? I'm guessing. I don't know. You never really know with these numbers, do you? But whatever it is, it's uh, clearly a statement of intent. Pleased about that? Yep. Uh, number one priority transfer was a goalkeeper. Uh, and obviously, we thought we were going to get Foster. That fell apart at the 11th hour. And I think they gave him a few more chances to see if he wanted to change his mind. Or Southampton wanted to change their mind or whatever complication there was. And I think it was mainly him. And, you know, why would you give up all that money? Um, but we had to get a new goalkeeper. Scott Bain is okay, decent deputy. It's not he shouldn't be our number one, um, and he's not going to be. So I'm I'm delighted, and I hope this guy's as good as his reputation. So um, he is. Well, really, really pleased. That is a that is a lot of money for for Celtic, uh, especially in these straightened times. Uh, like everybody else, we don't want to. Well, we don't want to go into too much, but I'm sure. Financially, the club has taken a massive, massive hit. Um, yeah. So, congratulations on that. There's a few other uh, rumours kicking around, Rem. Uh, what have you heard on Ajeti, the boy from West Ham? Is he is he oh. bagged out? Well, the rumour about him was that he, he, he wanted time to think about it because he's not sure if that's what he wants to do. Um, and he's had a couple of... He's had a couple of duff moves in his last couple of transfers, so... You can understand why he wants it to be right. Um, so he's he's thinking it over, but you know, hopefully we we seem to have been bidding for all sorts of people. So hopefully one of them is successful. Um, uh, the other name I saw kicking about was uh, was it Anderson, Sebastian Anderson. Uh, did yeah. I see that? Yeah, from Union Berlin, I think. And the other one is Ivan Tony from uh, Peterborough. Is it not uh, Tonev? Is it not no, he, he, he's a racist. You're your no, mate. No. Well, it's Ivan Tony. All right, okay. T-O-N-E-Y. Um, he's a, from Peterborough. The, uh, although the number I've heard, you know, I can't remember who was telling me, that Peterborough are looking for 11 million. And I, I guess if I'm... not going to get it. Uh, if I'm Mr. Tony, I, I, I believe that Brentford, are, I think Brentford are through to the, the playoff final, aren't they? I'm they guess, are, yeah. I'm guessing uh, if Brentford go to the Premier Premiership, then he, he'll be off there because I, I think they want him. I, I I think it's a good sign that that, that Brentford. I think well they've got yeah, their their, rec- their recruitment yep. is yep. their recruitment's pretty good. But what what I would say is that Barry Fry, you know, who's a bit of a a spiv and a sort of Arthur Daly has been telling us to to put her to up her bid to match Brentford so that would suggest that Tony is maybe leaning towards us just now um, but obviously obviously they can you know they've got to do the best for Peterborough and if Brentford have offered let's say six and a half million and we've offered four you know we've got to get our bid up a bit if we want them but who's our who's our first choice it's hard to say well I mean, that- Jetty's a loan to buy Tony's a buy Anderson's a buy so it looks like we're, uh, we're trying to spend some money. Uh, which is uh, fantastic. Uh, again, credit. Uh, obviously, we'll never reach the levels of uh, Harry sycophancy, but uh, credit to the board. <laughs> credit to Peter Lawwell for I mean, just not his money. But uh, we're obviously trying to spend some money. You're dead right. Here, uh, Clearly, we're trying to buy a striker, so that suggests all sorts of things. Firstly, I think we've given up on uh, Bio, obviously. I say, I would say so. Yeah, somebody told me that we'd given up on Bio, so uh, there's a bit of a player in there. But I think, was, but it's just not. You know, it's just too much, too much trouble trying to find it. Uh, that's, a, that's, <laughs> that's very, very diplomatic for you. <laughs> uh, the uh, a bit of a waste of money that. Uh, that I think he was a wasn't he a I was going to say a Yaya Tory uh, signing, but uh, uh, where did he come from again? Did he come from Russia? No, that was Kuasi. Slovakia, Slovakia. So that clearly they're giving up on him. Uh, the other one, the interesting one, obviously, is Griffiths. Uh, you heard anything? What do you think? What's your views on the Griffiths stuff? Well, well, my view is if we're going to sign a second striker for money. Big money for us, and I'm, ass- I'm assuming that 
Edward is staying, then that would suggest that Griffiths is either number three or four in the pecking order and they, they might look to offload despite Lennon talking him up and seeing how fit he looks, you know, uh, maybe maybe they've finally decided he's had too many chances. Uh, I don't know. I've, I've not heard anything. I've, you know, obviously when he got the public doing when he wasn't when he didn't get taken to France, he's obviously taken it to heart. But he's had too many doings. Um, for me, he's just going to let you down again. Um, we, won't, we won't renew his contract, which I think's got two years left to run. So. I, I've got to be honest, I think maybe his time's up and we should look to offload. Well, it's, it's it's funny, it was weird. I thought it was weird that Lennon coated him the way he did before they went off to France. And then they come back and lo and behold, he's praising him to the hilt. I, I just thought you, you can't get, you can't go from being a fat slob to being in tip-top condition within the space of a few days. I just thought that, that struck me as a bit odd. Um... But I also I jumped in to watch about the Hibs game, and I soon coincided with, uh, with the, when he came on. I think he came on at the start of the second half, and I have to say what a transformation it was when he came on. He looked, I mean, the whole team just elevated. He's uh, a good player. He, he is a good player, but uh, do you want to keep having to deal with all the problems he brings? That's 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 a decision for Celtic. If it was me, I wouldn't be. You know, Lennon and the board might take a different view, but for me, if we're buying another striker, he's at least, at best, third in the pecking order, and that doesn't suit him either. Uh, the so, uh, the and Kamala, have you seen again? Have you seen much of the preseason stuff? I've seen bits and bobs. I'm I'm not a big fan of preseason friendlies, as you know. Yeah. I very rarely watch them. Um, it's kind of different this year because obviously you're desperate to see some football. Um, but I, so I watched half an hour of each of them. Uh, I would have watched more of the Ross County game if Celtic TV had worked. But uh, I've seen Kamala's you know, bulked up. He's uh, He looks sharper, he looks fitter, he's, he, made, he makes some good runs. There's something there. I don't know if he's going to be good enough, but there's definitely something worth persisting with. If he's your number three or four striker, and you're bringing him on, you know, because obviously you can bring on more subs this year. Because um, you've got five subs allowed, he, he might be, uh, he might be worth persevering with. You certainly, certainly got to give him this season and see how he gets on. But he looks as if he's improved. The uh, well, he's got more game time for one thing. But I have to say, there was a direct comparison between Griffiths and Clamalla in that the second half of that Hibs game, and, and Griffiths looked like. A much better player. Uh, yeah, there was one. So if you, if you, yeah, but if you keep so Griffiths is a better player, but Griffiths is number three striker. Clamalla will be four. So, um, but I just wonder if the money they're talking about. To, to, I thought it was Tony, but anyway, we'll stick with Tony. Um, I I wonder if we're going to spend a huge amount of money, which we clearly will have to if we're going to get him. I wonder what that says about Edward. I did. I didn't. I only saw the headline. I didn't read the piece. Celtic legend says. Uh, I thought the headline today. Celtic legend says that Edward isn't interested in being at Celtic Park. Doesn't look interested. So I didn't. I don't know who the Celtic legend was, but I'm guessing it'd be Davy Proven, Andy Walker, or Charlie Nicholas, whoever. Yeah, it'd be, yeah, and uh, it'll be something like that. Eh? Um, so I just, I that that worried me because we really do need to keep Edward, don't we? Yeah, and I think we will. Uh, pre-season, there's a lot of players don't. They only use pre-season for getting fit. They don't go 100% into tackles, etc. You want to see, you want to see if it's different when the league starts, and I think it will be. Well, it kind of better be because I, I, again, I watched. Uh, I didn't watch it all because I was just so terrified after the first minute, the PSG game. Uh, he didn't look interested that night. He was a million miles off it. I just, again, obviously he's playing in the SPFL and he'll get a good move from Celtic. But, you know, he's nowhere. I mean, you look at Mbappe. Oh, my goodness, players like that, they are just... Oh, Mbappe's, Mbappe's phenomenal. Oh. Mbappe's going to be the best player in the world. Yeah. Uh, yeah you know, you've, you've got a... You know, Edward's a cracking player. But he's not... 
he's not at that level. Yes, and well, and few and few are. I didn't say it as a criticism, but I just thought, wow. And I just wondered if, uh, yeah, I just wonder if being there playing against those because I'm sure he knew most of those guys, a lot of the PSG crowd. Uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, they t- he got hooked after an hour or something. Um, anyway, it was. Uh, I, I'm just. I was slightly concerned about that. So we'll 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 see on that. But it's clearly a lot of movement up front. A lot of uh, we have a lot of centre forwards, and we look as if we want to add uh, other areas uh, through the pre-season. Rem, uh, who who's impressed you? And again, you you haven't seen much. Uh, anybody impressed you? Actually, speaking of the PSG game, I thought uh, Frimpong against the really high quality. I thought he did well. We had a good. Yeah, sp- yeah. Frimpong to me is probably our best player in the preseason games I've seen. Uh, in Cham, in flashes, um, Taylor had, Taylor was quite good against Nice in the first half. Um, although I'm not a big fan of him. Um, Nobody's been overly fantastic. We've played some nice football, but some of them, some of them still look a bit off it, um, and look as if they're still trying to find their feet. I'm guessing the P. I'm looking here. The PSG game was that's our first choice eleven, isn't it? Although Forrest didn't start, I wonder whether if that was an injury thing or whatever. Yeah. Well, uh, he, well, but the new goalie will be the first choice now. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I thought Frimpong did well. And I think Elian Yusi's. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot about him. He's, do, he's doing well. I mean, and the thing about signing him, if you're going to play a three-five-two, which I don't think we are, although that's how we finished last season, a three-five-two doesn't suit El Yunusi in his natural position, which means you'd have to play him behind Edward, where where he played in Rome against Lazio and he did a great job. Yeah, but he's he's not he's not a natural for a three-five-two. He's certainly not a left wing back. So I think we're going to go back to the the four two three one, which is what we've been playing in pre-season. You know, and so again, you're going to the four two three one, you've got one striker and for the bulk of the games it's going to be Edward starting. Um I said that I would be disappointed with that uh, if we because that worked so well second half of the season, three five two. Um Yeah, but El Yunusi's fit now. I know. El is a fantastic player. Um he'll if he stays fit, he'll score between fifteen and twenty goals for us this season. Yeah, from a you know not a, you know from a slight plus plus all the assists he'll give you. Um, yeah, no, he he's looked really good. I think that was a fantastic bit of business. I'd say it's been, it's been good business. I mean, El Yunusi is a great bit of business. Uh, you've got the new goalie. You got rid of Jack Henry. Uh, yep. I'm trying to think who else is. Oh, Calvin Miller's going out the door. I think he's gone to France. Oh. Jozo's gone, uh, Johnny Hayes is gone, and sadly Craig Gordon has gone. Craig Gordon has gone. You were delighted about that. Uh, he's rolled up to. Yeah. Uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't briefly touch on the whole saga through the summer. Uh, I think in the daily podcasts at the end of the season, we were ranting on about that for a while. But uh, we uh, the arbitration case came in the other day. Three. Uh, did you listen to the BBC uh, Sports Sound podcast with the Wraith Rovers the day after the arbitration yes, I decision? Did. I, I did. I thought the Wraith Rovers boy took Tom English out to the to the woodshed, as they would say in America. Yes, he, he took was, him, oh. and, him and Levine. Uh, so oh, was... the B- BBC Radio Hearts through the summer. It's been uh, it's been quite quite educational uh, listening to the BBC. And their agenda they've had all throughout the summer with English, you know, who's not a Hearts fan, but he, he has obviously been texting Anne every day. Uh, Brian McLaughlin, Hearts fan. Alan Preston, Hearts fan. Neil McCann, played for Hearts. Yeah. Kenny McIntyre was desperate for null and void. It's been unbelievable, the, the bias and the actual belief that Hearts would win their case. They had no chance. The uh, and again the Wraith Rovers fella let it slip that the arbitration panel had voted had gone three nil. So the yep. the uh, the member of the panel that Hearts asked to, uh, you know suggested by Hearts he voted against Hearts. 
<laughs> yeah, and and then Budgie's statement says, "Oh, we were advised we were facing an uphill battle from the start." Right. So you know, you're a lawyer, and a lawyer, you know, unless it's a, you know, unless you're going down a sort of no win, no fee, they were they were paying a shed load of money, but they weren't paying it, and neither were Thistle. So they get a free shot at it, which they wouldn't have done if it was their own money. Thistle were honest and said, "We can't afford it," and then, oh. This philanthropist who is bankrolling Harps, bankrolled them. So they, they they absolutely caused all sorts of destruction for weeks, uh, making it look as if they had a case. And, and you know, the, the 10 million compensation claim was just laughable. And uh, it, unfortunately, that was 10 million less than they got. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to their. Uh, the next day when they're up in front of the SFA in a charge and I hope they get hammered. <laughs> what can, what, can they get fined or what, what can, they, can they get relegated? Can well, they get a five ultimately, to- ultimately, they, ultimately they could get thrown out of the league. No, which, that's which not they good. won't. <laughs> they won't. Because I, I think I think we, we all want to see them playing Dundee and Arbroath in the first week. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I've never, never thought I'd ever feel sorry for Hearts and I was right. <laughs> I mean, they, what what, I, what I'm loving is that they're all going to boycott. So, but how can you boycott a closed doors game? <laughs> I see. Uh, speaking of which, I saw something today. Um, fans back in September. Is that right? Yeah, uh, September 14. Uh, reduced crowds. It did say uh, from September the 14th. Uh, um, now, so it's not there. There will be making more announcements as they go along and obviously <clears throat> Celtic have been in a position for a long while to I mean, they offered to do a test game last week they wanted to let a thousand people in and it was meant to be Dundalk and then Derry and then they get they weren't allowed to travel and they never got the permission for a test game the SRU have been wanting to do a test game at Murrayfield so the, the government have said today that they may allow test games before September so whether they start at a thousand or five thousand, I don't know. If it's a five one thousand and they work up to five and I mean the last time I remember reading anything about it, Lowell said that Celtic right now could safely host thirty thousand. And you know, that's that would be decent. I think the issue you've got is we've got fifty three thousand season ticket holders. Yeah. How do you, how do you pick the thirty thousand? I mean obviously Harry Brady and Paul the Tim get in and <laughs> And and one of them deserves it. One of them. <laughs> so, so who's the rest? How how do they pick the rest? Well, I think you oh, do it. I think you do it like they do on uh, they did in Deep Impact. You know who gets uh, selected for the the the, the Holocaust. Um, bun- you know the bunkers, the nuclear Holocaust bunkers. Uh, I think I think they did. Uh, the even numbers on the social security numbers for that movie. Uh, I, I guess you you kind of one week you get Group A, the next week you get Group B. I, I guess you'd have to do it like that, wouldn't you? You, pro- you probably would actually, and that would maybe work. So you would get to to one and two. But I think our first home game is after September the fourteenth. So so if we had a couple of trial games, maybe we might be up to thirty thousand by then. Um, oh, no and, chance! No chance! Well, why not? Well, Schools have been back on August the 11th. If, if there's no issues after that, it should be, you know, the pubs have been open for two weeks now, I think, maybe three, and there's been there's been no spikes here. I am nothing serious. I, I, I'm completely. My view of this whole thing is obviously being over here in the states. It's just horrific, and nothing's changed. Today, today uh, is a the. The highest death toll since uh, since May. The sixty-seven thousand cases announced today. That's a, that's the yeah, latest I think, number. It's. I think it was about twenty in Scotland. It's uh, uh, it's been it's well down, and there's been very very few deaths, and there's only two in the ICU and a couple of hundred in hospital. And I know that sounds. It's still bad, but it's it's improving, uh, and it hasn't got worse as as they've started to relax things. I mean, obviously not everything's relaxed and not everything's normal and, you know, we're in a mask in shops and in the trains and stuff like that. It's just, you get used to it. But 
people here are, are taking a bit of pride in trying to they're trying to eliminate it in Scotland, which I mean, is really hard if you can't control your borders. But it's nowhere near as bad as it is in England. And if the schools go all right, and there's a couple of test matches go all right, and the SRU obviously have a test match as well, then there's a chance that we could have half capacity in September and maybe full capacity October, November thing. The, uh, they would have to do it with certain restrictions, though. There would be no catering, I'm guessing. I yeah, probably not. But you say that as if it's a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm guessing that the hospitality situation would be altered to a certain extent. Well, the... You could do hospitality, no problem. I mean, all the restaurants never and they're open. So, well, and they're opening, they're opening the number seven restaurant, I think it's this weekend. If it's not it's this weekend, it's next weekend. So, I mean, Peter Lowell has been saying for a while that Celtic are ready and have put in all the precautions needed um i mean it might be half hospitality i don't know but at least they can get people in um and i i just i'm, I'm interested to see what the the proposals are over the next few days i mean obviously they want to get through the first weekend uh this weekend want to get through the opening games and you know no more no more covid cases or i think there's only been two two cases in the in the professional game, one was a Aberdeen player, and one was a St Mirren coach. So you want to get through the first week, make sure that everybody's all right, and then you've got a month to to plan. And you know we've got a couple of home games, um, and maybe we can get five thousand people in, yeah, um, and and see how it goes from there. I, I'll take. And if, you, and if you take. If you take a half capacity at, say, Motherwell, for talking's sake, that means they can get all their season ticket holders in. Yeah. I mean, so, so that's a good thing for them. Uh, you Because know, I think their ground takes 14,000. So they've got four, four and a half thousand season ticket holders. And none of them are in the end behind the goals. So if they're playing Kilmarnock, Kilmarnock should still be able to bring a support to that as well. Um, so, and, and socially distanced. So that, that, that it's... It's getting better and it's far more optimistic than it was a month ago. I have to say the lack of maturity and community spirit in the States is just has been staggering. The uh, I think it was the NBA. They've had they've got they're in this um, bubble in Disney World. They're trying to start the NBA season, and some I think it was some boy. Had to go home for a funeral or something, and he was in. He was in a strip club, and then came back and infected. I mean, it's just been horrendous. Uh, baseball there are outbreaks, and because the players haven't been adhering to the the rules, so I think the, there's been a few baseball games cancelled already. Three or four days into the season, they had to cancel baseball games because of of spikes in in COVID yeah. cases amongst the yeah. the baseball the. MLB community, it's uh, it's it's been a real eye opener. It's been utterly depressing. So, for anyone living in the states, uh, uh, what you're saying just seems what you're describing and what you're describing as the possibilities of what could happen just seems so outlandish to to people like me over here. Uh, that would be. Well, great. I mean, that, that was that, that was the announcement today. I mean, Sturgeon, Sturgeon, Thursday's the big day. That's the day they do their three weekly reviews. And that's what she said today. Crowds on the ground from September the 14th. Ach, Limited crowds. That'll be... Uh, provide, provided everything goes well. So they they can obviously, because they put three, four weeks lag in, they can change their mind. So the, the big thing that they've got is that, you know, obviously the pubs and the restaurants have opened. Not, not everywhere's opened yet. Schools are opening on the 11th of August. Um, and... Once that happens, you know, they've then got a month to see that things are slowly or still normalising. And if they are, there's no reason why you shouldn't have people in a ground. Okay, maybe you need to wear a mask. That's, that's much better than watching it on a stream. See, overall, uh, Red, what do you think the way that the... Obviously, there's all sorts of arguments about you know the Dundee vote. By the way, it looks murky. I remember having a back and forth with my old pal Tom on his looks murky. I guess in the arbitration panel saw all the documentation relating to the Dundee vote 
the he calls? Did. Of course he did. He did. And yeah, and uh, um, to be fair to the Wraith Rovers guy, he said he hoped that at some point they'd be able to issue it. Yeah. But right now they can't. Um, I mean, the, the corrupt cabal, as they're known in Follow Follow, you know, there's nothing. You, you could, they were never going to get everything right because none of them have ever experienced anything like this in their life before. Well, uh, nobody's got any experience in it. Yeah, they made a, a few mistakes. But, you know, the, you know Craig Levine greeting about that they're having 28 days for the vote and the race rovers chairman said, everybody knew that. No. Of course, yeah, that was, so, that was embarrassing. Uh, uh, although Craig, I, Craig, Craig Levine just looked, well, I was going to say he looked stupid. He always looked, for a supposedly intelligent guy, he always looks stupid when he's on these things because he says the daftest things. They, well, you know, it, it was... It, they, they didn't handle everything perfectly, but the clubs voted for it. The, and that's uh, what people will remember, the clubs voted for this. The, uh, I'm still going to stick up for Craig Levine, who's a good guy, uh, smart guy as well. I, I just, clearly, he's a Hearts fan. Uh, well, are any of these professional footballers fans? But you, you know what I mean. I think he's uh, very inclined towards them, understandably so. But what I was going to say is, overall... We've got football again, August the first. No clubs have gone out of business. It's been mm-hmm. it's been not a bad job, really. No, exactly. I mean, and they've got the dates for all the other leagues starting. Uh, you know, the the uh, the lower leagues are starting in October the fourteenth or seventeenth. Okay, it's a shortened season, but they've got all the dates. Um, the clubs got their money. They've been able to sell season tickets. The supporters, as, as the smaller clubs they do, you know, their community clubs and their communities rally around them and make sure. I mean, you take a, a small club, they they follow all their players, so they, they're not, they, you know, they don't have the massive outflows that, that we do. Um, so they follow all the players and then, and then they can bring them all back and they've got the season ticket money. So it's it's not. Has it been perfectly managed? No. But overall, have they done a good job? I would say yes, they have, because all the clubs are going into next season. Uh, and I think that was what they all said, why why they voted to end the season, was they wanted certainty about next season. The um, Yeah, that, so far from the apocalyptic vision that if you some people would have you believe, the utter shambles and blah, 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 it's... Uh, well, that's twice in eight years. There's going to be an apocalypse. Well, exactly. You know, so and, uh, you know, you you know, if they told me it was Thursday, I'd need to check. Yeah, the uh, but rough around the edges in some places. Um, not a fan of Neil Doncaster, but here, as I say, here we are. Three days. We're recording this on Thursday, Thursday night. Uh, three days before the season kicks off. Uh, can't wait. I just cannot wait. Thank thank God you reminded me, or you put me right about the kick-off time, or I would have missed it. An extra, extra two hours in bed for you. <laughs> the, uh, you, you. You could probably rattle off three golf podcasts in that time. Uh, the, uh, or you could go on the Celtic Underground one and swear your heart out. Uh, there you go. Uh, the, uh, Lawrence LFD, Lawrence fucking Donegan. Oh. Where, where I, Whereas on here, you're uh, Lawrence Donagan of the Guardian. <laughs> you're sort of, you're, you're split personality. The, the, anyway, so game on Sunday. Well, I know you want to get off here. You want to go and watch the Lazio game on your fire stick. Um, is it the home game or the away game? It'll be the away game. game. The away game. What a game that was, eh? Oh, couldn't believe it. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Uh, I was watching it, obviously watching it live. Uh, but w- w- was slightly behind. The, it was slightly delayed, and they, so the Google updates the score before it comes on. Oh, I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it when it said Celtic two one. Phenomenal, brilliant, brilliant night. I see. Uh, we broke Lazio as well. They collapsed. Absolutely they collapsed. They did. Yeah, um, here at the game on Sunday at Hamilton Ackies. I saw somebody predicting. Oh, has, it, has there been any predictions? I heard that there has been. Did you hear Neil McCann on Sports Scene? Yes. Oh, it was yes. brilliant. <laughs> yeah. He oh, said, you, I, I, know, I know you're all going to phone in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, even he was embarrassed. Even he yeah. was embarrassed. Uh, and I thought his logic for it was absolute mince. Uh, 
Oh, well, he's, obviously, he, he, he's uh, him and Scott Bain don't get on very well. Yeah, obviously. But, but the the uh, Scott Bain was going to cost us a league according to Neil McCann, <laughs> and you're sitting going, "Well, Scott Bain won't be our goalkeeper." So you know, Scott Bain was going to cost us twenty points or something according to McCann. So yeah, his his logic was hilariously bad. Uh, and I can guarantee if he's on on Saturday, which he probably will be, he'll be saying that, well, although they've signed a goalie, nobody knows if he's any good. So, um, you know, we we are, you know, you, you look at their team and there's still only one player in their team would get in our starting 11. And that's Barisic and that's only really because we don't, we still haven't, in my opinion, fixed left back. Um, I'm hoping we get one it's a big year for Taylor but I'm not sure yet that he's uh, reliable enough or good enough to be our starting left back but obviously he will start the season um, but <clears throat> I'd hope we get something better I heard um, somebody told me during the summer I can't remember who it was that we signed Ball and Golly on the recommendation of Salzburg uh, really? yes I uh, that we well, were. If he was that good, if he was that good, why did <laughs> Well, they got, they'd got. I think he was there. I think the story. I can. Who knows? Is that they they were looking for a left back, and Ball and Golly was on their list, and they got the guy. You know when you're when was clubs. That, was are, that after? Was that after the PTO at the bottom of the page? Well. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I still quite like Bolongoli. I think um, I think I would pre- prefer Bolongoli. Uh, certainly if, uh, in the SPFL. If you're going to play, if you're going to play a wing back, Bolongoli is the wing back because yeah. he's better going forward than than Taylor. Yeah, uh, Taylor's better defensively. No, Taylor. To be fair to him, he's trying really hard. He's you know he's fit and he's done everything that's been asked, and he knows it's a big step up. I'm not convinced yet. Um, I just think it's, uh, you know, I hope, I hope he can come good, um, but I'm not convinced he will. Here, uh, pick as a team for uh, Sunday's game. I'm guessing we'll be go- uh, Lennon will be going with his uh, strongest 11. Right, so I think because we've got no more friendlies left, he's going to have to start the new keeper. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I don't, I don't think he's going to want to, the next two games in the league are away, so I don't think you're going to want to throw him into an away game. So, uh, new keeper Frimpong, Ayer, Julian, and Taylor, Brown, McGregor. I'd love to say in Cham because I think Christie's been really poor in pre-season, but it will be Christie, um, Forrest, Edward, and. The, uh, that w- 73 on the bench and five can come on the, it'll be interesting that the Christie, because in, in Cham it's been, he's, they made him g- g- captain in some of these pre-season games when Brown hasn't been uh, there he's been, he's been captain of the B team really yeah. um, I, I just think when you're, when you're playing at home and you want to keep the ball in Cham's a far better passer than Christie, but he he doesn't have the energy of Christie. Yeah, he does. And he obviously doesn't he doesn't have the goal threat of Christie. But he's a better player than Christie. I know that's on his day, he's a better player well, than Christie. Uh, technically, yeah, although Christie is pretty good technically as well. A lot more energy. Yeah, you have to yeah, he's a lot more energy. He doesn't he doesn't protect the ball as well as in Cham does. But you know, you could maybe say that that midfield three is a bit negative. Um if you've got Christie uh, sorry, McGregor and Cham and Brown. Course, so I think it'll be the alternative if you if you want to go and uh Duco James, Harry Brady, uh, <laughs> anti Scott Brown agenda. You might want to leave Brown on the bench. Well, it's not going to happen, I, obviously. I, I, I don't. I don't need statistics to know that a thirty-five-year-old isn't as good as he was when he was twenty-eight. Um, you can see it with your eyes. Um, Brown is still a really good player, and we're very reliant on him. But we do need to start looking at alternatives and. He shouldn't be starting every game, uh, and I, you know, I've said it on here before. I don't think he should be playing in some of the European games because that's where he 
struggles more than he does in a run-of-the-mill SPL game. I, I don't know. Did you read the interview in Celtic that you did with the Celtic View, Scott Brown? Did you read that? Was... Uh, I haven't read comics since I was about 10. Well, well, it was picked up by all the papers. I thought it was quite interesting. He was talking about nobody's an automatic pick. And I just I was reading that and I was wondering, maybe him and Lennon have talked about this, and I wonder if he will. I just thought it was quite... It was an odd, not an odd thing for him to say. I thought it was a great thing for him to say. But it struck me as it was pointed, and the timing of it was pointed. And I just wonder if that is him, or certainly the club, setting it up for him to be playing ever so slightly less. I mean, I think McGregor's is obvious. Uh, you push McGregor back, he would be your, he'd be your sitter. Uh, obviously. Do you know who I think might might do a good job there? Go on. Ultimately, Sorrow, Christie, Christie. Yeah, ultimately, because Christie's got a lot of, he's probably a bigger goal threat than the young Brown. Yeah, but he, but he's got this, he's got a lot of the same qualities. But he he is not. Yes, a lot. You know that role, the way certainly Lennon plays. I mean, that's quite a sitting. You know, it's quite a deep role. Is Christie going to play back there? Is Christie going to play back there? I'm not sure he will. I think. You know, why would you even mess around with that? I think it's obvious that it's McGregor by miles. I mean, McGregor's done it. We played well when he did do it. Clearly, he's not as uh, physical as Brown. Uh, but certainly at this stage, he's got more energy and he's a much better distributor of the ball. You have somebody... It gives you an extra... Yep. I mean, it gives you an extra and a better option. And well, you, well you, put, you put Christy where McGregor is then. Well, I was uh, going or, to, no, or sorrow, sorrow comes good. We, um, we don't know. Well, I, I would rather put, uh, I'd rather put in Cham and where McGregor is, but left left yeah. sided player, uh, very creative. And uh, would you sell Roger? Well, I, th- I think so. You know, I mean, great shift for us, great player, loved him, scored some great goals, but I don't think. Does Tom Roger want to sit in the bench, which is what he's going to be doing for the most part? Uh, I think he's uh, the prop unit. Well, you know the, the big problem with Roger is he takes a bit to get up to speed. So I, I, you know, and he's maybe still going to be going to Australia and things like that. So I, I think we'll probably hit the end of the line with him. Um, he's one of the ones I'd probably be looking to sell if we could. Um, and I know that's probably blasphemous, but they hope. Well, I, I, again, what, I mean, if you can keep him, keep him. Um, you know, but to do what? Well. He does play. I mean, he can play the. You know, he can play from everybody from. Well, you don't want Rangers, Aberdeen, maybe Hibs this year, and then. But Roger can do a turn against everybody else. You, you know, his lack of. I mean, I don't want to say his lack of willingness and his lack of energy, but you know, he's not a great. He doesn't do a great shift defensively. That's the thing. I mean, he's a trier. To a certain extent, but he's not what you need when you need a bit of dig in there. But f- against the, the the rest of them, he he'd be fine. Great option in in Europe. Last fifteen minutes, you need somebody to unlock something. I think Roger's your guy. Um, if he wants to stay around and we can afford to keep him around, then keep him. I mean, you can never have enough very skillful midfielders. I mean, you just can't. Um, yeah. So who knows? Uh, so Brown plays, but I'd be interested to see how the season develops. Uh, I, I think that Brown was setting it up there for playing a little bit less, and that's that's natural enough. I think his contract's up at the end of this year, isn't it? He'll go straight on on the coaching staff. You would think. Uh, I'd imagine so. I mean, uh, I, I don't know if he's ready to retire, and I don't know if he should retire. Um, but I, I don't think he should be playing sixty games. Um, we, we need to. We need his leadership and his organisation and his drive and his will to win. But we need to look at phasing them out and we need to look at replacing them um, because you know all good things come to an end. The um, the other interesting one will be Edward and Elianusi. You know how will they play together? I mean, I know they did all right last year. Well, um, doesn't unquestionably uh, Edward played much better when he was playing in a two. There's just no doubt about that. Um, and because I, I think Edward, I mean, not to drone on, I think he likes to come and he likes to be slightly withdrawn. He's not an absolute, he's not an out and out target man. And I, I think he enjoyed playing with somebody like Griffiths who, who would play right on the, right on the penalty spot. 
between that place, between the penalty spot and the six-yard line. Uh, I mean, Edward can do that, and he does it fine. But I just wonder, and he likes to drift in from the left, and that's where Elion Yussi is. It'll be interesting. I'm not so sure that Edward enjoys playing with uh, Elion Yussi as much as he enjoys playing with uh, Griffiths. Um, but we'll see. I mean, he's obviously the first choice. He can do whatever he wants, I guess. Uh, but that'll be. I think that'll be something to watch out. James Forrest, we okay with him? There's no replacement. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. No uh, repli- well, that, I mean, I think right now, the problem we've got, I mean, your, your backup for him is is Young Dembele and maybe Christie. Or actually, we go through 5-2 and Frimpong plays. Actually, um, um, j- just briefly, uh, I thought I'd heard all sorts of stuff about, I'm sure like everybody else, there's rumours and whatever about Dembele, you know, maybe not some good, not so good stuff and some really great stuff. But actually seeing him play for the first team, I was really, really impressed. Actually, I think he... I thought he, what I saw on uh, Monday, he looked pretty decent and he was a great finish for his goal when he you know, gave the keeper the eyes and stuck it in yeah. the near post. It was, a, it was a really good finish. Um, um, so he, he looked he looked pretty fit. I mean, he, he still looks really, really small. There's, there's not really a lot he can do about that. Um, but, you, you know, I think he's only 17, so he, he could still take a stretch. Uh, but he, he looks. I mean, the problem is he's in the last year of his contract as well. Oh, is he? We're oh. going to have to play him sometimes as well. You know, we can't just. Well, yeah. I am. I'm just. But I'm just thinking there. If he's, I didn't know idea he was in the last year of his contract. I wonder if we'll be able to hang on. Well, to because him. of his age, because of his age, we could, he could only sign a two-year contract. Because um, I think, I think, because of the likes of Jim McLean, you know, signing guys up when they were fourteen up to the age of 39 and having to live in Dundee I think that was a sort of I think William Wilberforce came in and fixed it <laughs> the uh, well that would be a shame because somebody again and I dismissed it because I didn't think he'd be good enough but you know likes a Dortmund and all that actually uh, Bayern Munich signed a Celtic kid as well didn't he um, yeah it's two they've signed yeah um, so clearly well, the good thing is if when Dembele, when Dembele goes we can retire his shot with Birmingham City you know they just <laughs> the uh, the anyway so that was a slight diversion uh, hopefully he'll be on the bench and hopefully he'll get some game time in the first team this year because I as I say I was very heartened by what I saw of him during the pre-season uh, I'm now very depressed because I had no idea that his contract was up at the end of the season and if he is uh, refusing to sign an extension then I, I don't think he'll get very much game time they'll punt him uh, in January and get whatever they can for him, which won't be much, which would be a great pity. I saw his Instagram post about the game was uh, liked by Griezmann and some other superstar. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Are you not, you not a bit old for Instagram? Uh, oh, no, I'm big on the Insta. So It's always for the gram. When I, oh, when Insta. I, Insta. No, it's gram. Are you, you, you going to share your Snapchat account and your uh, TikTok account with the listeners? Eh? Uh, no, I don't do this. The Chinese are, sp- are spying on me on my TikTok account, so I don't use it. Uh, no, I don't. It's always for the gram for me. Here, Rem, uh, we'll wrap it up. Uh, Sunday's game, you picked a team. Um, the uh, Give us a score. What do you think? Score on Sunday? Well, you- Right. We always think we'll hammer Hamilton Ackies. Oh, really? We rarely, we rarely do. We rarely it's, do. Uh, we, no, we, at home we re- we seem to always struggle against them. They're they're quite stuffy, uh, and the usual with Hamilton Ackies, they've they've got another, they've got a brand new team again this year. They've got guys you, you don't know, and you know they're not even household names in their own living room. Um, I'll go for three now, uh, and but hope it's more. Um. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the game. I always like to see Lewis Smith. I've got my eye on him. I've had my eye on him for a long time. I think he's a... I, I saw Ryan Christie's old man was saying, oh, Ryan could play in the Premier League. Of course, Christie's very tight with Stuart Armstrong. So I wonder if that's where Christie ultimately sees himself. Is that, is that an Indonesian thing? Uh, well, I don't know what it is, but they're, you know, they're, always, they're always on the gram together. Well, I mean, you, you, you look at... Uh, I, mean, I don't know what you saw, the, the English Premier games, but obviously... Not been allowed out the house here. I, I watched quite a bit, and I, you know, because all the games were on, you could pick and choose. And Southampton, after all, were really, really good to watch. Uh, and Armstrong was excellent. Is that right? And uh, yeah, he was really good. Uh, he was a real goal threat and making goals, and he, he looked excellent. Tierney is fit now, and 
you know, he's now shown how good a player he is. Um, a lot of Celtic players could go and do it in the Premier League, no problem. Uh, that's obviously been proven. I saw I saw Armstrong's goal against Man United. I thought he took that quite well. It's funny now though. Southampton are thinking of seven million. What a steal he was! And we when we sold him, we thought seven million. That's brilliant. Great business, yeah. Peter. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you're you're dead right. So and I just wonder if uh, down the line, Lewis Smith might be a very a good like for like replacement for Ryan Christie. Uh, although again, I think I read through the summer that there's teams in the English Championship looking at him as well. And of course, the, the mighty the mighty bears are looking at them. So, were there many, 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 many millions? Well, they get fifty five. That's right. Remember, remember, Stuart Armstrong was coming to them. That was one of their big rumours at the start of the season. Is uh, that is that right? Stuart Armstrong. Oh, I don't, don't know where they got that one. <laughs> that is, that they, is... uh, they, 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 they prescribed the them all. Was uh, <laughs> still hadn't kicked in, but they they, they are. Um, well, let's just say they haven't changed. The uh, quickly, what do you think of uh, challenge from them this year? What do you think? What's the prospects? They have, have they? They have... They'll, if they get within ten points, us at the end of the season, they'll have done quite well. You think that? You see, because you were always very bullish last year as well. Yeah, they, I mean, I, they, as I said, they've got one player that would get in our team, um, and that's it. Um, they are. Struggling, they don't have any creativity in midfield. They are the defenders are awful. They're central defenders. Tavernier, as we know, can't defend. Alan McGregor's forty-seven. <laughs> um, Morelos wants to go, and Defoe's crocked again. Yes. So who scores their goals? Who scores their goals? I mean, it's a, if if you're, I take you back to the Griffiths thing, right? If, if I would, I'm saying you, I would, I would sell Griffiths, right? But Morelos wants to go. Would you play him on Saturday knowing he wants to go and he might not try a leg or he might pull out all his tackles because he doesn't want to get injured because he's trying to leave? I mean, if it's me, I'm not playing him. Um, because, I mean, obviously they're saying they've turned down 12 and 13 million, but I think that'll be Turkish lira. <laughs> you know, his, his price isn't anywhere near what they're going to stay. He'll go for undisclosed fee, right? Or they'll add in every potential add-on they can get. The guy's an all-right SPL striker, but he's a get-in-about folk, you know, fight with Scott McKenna. You know, if he if he knows he's going, he's not going to put in any challenges, so I wouldn't play him. Who do they then play? If he's not going to play and Defoe's out, who do they play up front? They don't have another striker. I see, so I saw, they are they're struggling. I saw a picture of that. Well, it's clear that they're going to buy the boy from Livingston. I saw a picture of him today. He looks as if he's put on a bit of uh, a bit of timber over the summer. I thought, wow. Uh, well, he's uh, he's not very good. I mean, they'll they'll sign him because he, he had a good, couple of good games against Julian. But what what they'll forget is that he's not playing in a he's not going to be playing in a squash court that they can just hoof balls and long throws, he's going to have to play in grass on big pitches and he'll struggle. He might score away at Livingston, but that'll be about it. The, uh, anyway, we'll leave it at that. Uh, we uh, that, God, we said we're going to do half an hour. We're already at 50 minutes or something like that. Right, we'll, we'll wrap up there, uh, Rem. Uh, we'll maybe try and do it every week. Uh, we'll get Paul on, Francis, Stuart, I think, is going to come on. Barca Jim. Uh, anybody else? Just let if us know get, if he gets his day, if he gets the days right. Uh. <laughs> Hopeless. The anyway, uh, <laughs> how many uh, we're going to win the league, Rem? Oh, actually, before you go, give me predictions. Uh, we're go- what we're going to win, if anything? Uh, well, we're going to win the Scottish Cup in December, so we're going to do another treble. Uh, we will win the league again. I think because of the. Congestion. We won't play a first team in the League Cup, so I don't know about that. Uh, I think we'll do. We'll probably win the Scottish Cup again as well. So the two Scottish Cups this season and the league. And got to be honest, that you've got to win the Scottish Cup in December, but the league is Absolutely. is the priority. We take that take that over anything, but we still need to do it in Europe as well we need to we need to qualify for the Champions League yeah that's the one that's really concerning me this although 
by the way, it, well, the good, the good thing this year is over getting their players in before it started. Yeah. So you know the, the goalkeeper's going to have three or four games before we're going to a qualifier. Uh, if we can get a striker, if we can get a jetty or whoever it is we want signed up by tomorrow, then you know he can have a couple of games off the bench. So we're not throwing new guys in or our usual signing them after the qualifiers uh, or you know signing like Julian last year who wasn't he fit in time. Uh, so we we look in a better shape than we were at this time last year. The um... Before I forget, a hat tip to Marabjic67. His stuff on the Champions League draws and everything is fen- what? It's just phenomenal, isn't it? It's essential read. Oh. Um, it's like, you, know, you you never realise how much you need to know a result from the Swiss League and yeah. what it means to your coefficient, yeah. but uh, he explains it really well. Do, do you know him? Uh, no. Oh. No, no idea. Uh, anyway, I've yeah. never met him. Um, I know the, uh, the Daily Record quoted him last week. Oh, did they? So, um, aye, because they use these, uh, they you know they just rip stuff off Twitter. So they they uh, they quoted them. Um, so it's quite interesting that a guy on Twitter knows more than journalists whose job it is. Well, in, in fairness, you know he knows more than he probably knows more than the boy that's running it at UEFA. Uh, brilliant stuff. Uh, if you haven't, uh, you know, I'm sure everybody listening to this. Follows my well, I mean, I, 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 I don't want to give away the ending, but we're seeded in all the qualifiers. No, it's, it's, <laughs> that's it. That's the main thing. So we've got no. Okay, it's, it could be tough because it's one-off games, but last year showed that we can go away in Europe and win. Um, so I'm not as worried as I would maybe have been before. Uh, we played pretty well in most of the European away games last year. Um, so. It's not as daunting as it could have been. Plus, we've got used to winning away in Europe again. So, the signs are relatively good. Um, you know, we need to be in Europe, obviously. But, got to win the league. Right. We'll leave it and at that. Then there will be some celebration. Good to talk to you, Rem. Uh, okay. I good to speak to you after six months. Have a good uh, 2021 season. And we'll be back next week. Uh, hopefully with three points. When's the first European game? You got a date? It's not till the end of August, it is, I think. Is it? God, that's so yeah, strange, it's... isn't it? Because <laughs> they can't play the they can't play the first game till after. I mean, I think there's a European game nearly every day in August, starting next week. Yeah. Because the the mighty uh, the mighty Blues have got to finish off their Leverkusen doing, and then so they're going to finish the Europa League and the Champions League, and then. They start again, although I think some of the uh, the early qualifiers are played before it finishes, but you know, we're in right after it. Uh, right. Anyway, looking forward to it. All the best, mate. Take care. Right. Speak to you soon. Cheers. Bye-bye. Mountain